in society, not people above society or away from society, who people are hipper than society, you know what I mean? But people in society whose job is to articulate life and to try to transform it. That's what I'm saying. It's Thought Leader Thursday Metro. with Ayobonga Kawe. It is indeed. And uh, I must say, you know, the month of May is always a very difficult month because, you know, it's the month for Abbasibians. It's also the month, Africa month. Uh, and now I think 8 May will be Ancestors Day now. So really, really busy month. And of course, we'll be trying to at least dart between, you know, those two uh, dynamics uh, throughout the course of the month. And uh, yeah, also just insofar as that discussion we had now on the taxi industry, also interested in the perspective of workers because Sandila says on, t- on Twitter, Toyota and the likes of uh, SA Taxi are the only winners in this business. Owners and commuters have no chance. Fuel is high. People are no longer working. Buses and Ubers are not helping. Uh, but also within that, there are the drivers, Abu Kumashal and everybody else whose livelihoods are reliant on that. So do share some of your thoughts with us on that. But for Africa Month, and it is Thought Leader Thursday tonight, we try and make sense of uh, migration, as always. And uh, we say on this show, uh, all of these borders that separate us are a new phenomenon. That's what we say. And uh, tonight, we speak to somebody whose work looks at this, how people form relationships and make and maintain connections, make meaning across borders, recrossing borders, crossing borders, um, and what all of this means. Uh, and uh, this is maintaining connections through conviviality. Uh, I don't know. I thought my English was good, but I, that one. Tamuka Chakero is his name. He's a PhD candidate in anthropology out at UCT and uh, working on the social development uh, global practice uh, in a fellowship there out at the World Bank and is my guest tonight. Tamuka, good evening and welcome, man. Thank you very much, Hayabonga. Um, thank you very much to, uh, to the listeners. Thank you so much. Tamuka, firstly, what is conviviality? What, what does that mean? Um, it's called conviviality. Conviviality, okay. Yeah, conviviality is the capacity of individuals to make friendship mm. across various divides and, and various differences. So that capacity or propensity to just make friends and connections and networks, yes. relationships, all of that. Yes, okay. exactly. Right. Not only to people that you already know, but to people that you don't even know. Mm. Um, for example, migrants make connections with, with South Africans they have never met before. Yes. And these connections, they go beyond um, um, uh, only mere friendship, but it, it, it encompasses um, mm. a lot of structured activities, you know, that, 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 that form uh, formidable connections. Um, that are verified for their existence here in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I find something quite interesting. I mean, uh, and I think even for us, the genesis of this discussion had been in this idea of how, you know, sometimes if you look at all of the campaigns and the, a lot of the in- anti-immigrant sentiment, not just here at home, but even across the world, um, I mean, we're talking about replacement theory the other day and all of that, is that there's always the sense that migration is novel, right? It's new, that... Um, you know, it's 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 only something that started now, and uh, I can tell you now, coming from the Eastern Cape, that there have been successive waves of migration, even in my own recent memory, uh, of Ghanaian, Ugandan teachers. Just, I mean, I think many people will say this, um, uh, who are effectively very much South African. You know, they have great grandchildren, some of them already in this country, um, and so there's this question of conviviality. I think comes in there. Talk to me about some of your work and, I guess, the scope of its focus um, and what are some of the things as an anthropologist you're finding in that score. 
Um, uh, to begin with, I think I, w- I would just like to, to, to highlight what you just uh, you said about uh, migration being treated as a new phenomenon. Mm. Migration is not a new phenomenon. It's, 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 it's a practice that we can uh, uh, research, and that we can think about that dates back to pre-colonial uh, uh, times. You know, during that time, you know, boundaries were amorphous. People would move with relative ease. Mm. But uh, the, the advent of, of colonialism came with the issues of, of uh, rigid boundaries and stuff. But still, that is not stopped migration. Migration is still a thing. Uh, migration is still uh, people who are migrating. So my research uh, that I'm doing, you know, it, it started uh, in, in 2016 when I was uh, studying the global migrants again and how they carefully and deliberately uh, drew on, on locally relevant practices to formalize their relationship with uh, uh, Chitsonga-speaking South Africans. Mm. So from there, I, I think I, I tried to look at how those practices that include, you know, making stock fields, which are mutual savings clubs uh, with, with South Africans, um, and, and, and gift exchange, and also uh, giving gifts, lending money, you know, attending uh, parties, attending traditional ceremonies, how does that cement and sustain their relationships and how that makes them feel part of the community. So, you know, as opposed to uh, uh, the current, uh, you know, idea or the current narrative that, you know, there is xenophobia, uh, we are not trying to dismiss those issues. Uh, people are very hostile to migrants. We can't uh, dismiss that. But what we are trying to, to say here is, you know, we are not dismissing the realities of xenophobic violence, but we believe that, you know, studying the, studying the relationships between migrants and, and, and locals, even in these hostile colleagues, can show us how important these networks are mm. to peace building. So that, that's exactly what I'm trying to do, you know. Sure. You know you know what I like about what, what you've just said uh, is, is certainly, I guess, and uh, this goes back to another myth, right? The first myth that uh, we're unpacking now is this idea that migration is a new phenomenon. But I think, Tamuka, the second myth is this one that when migrants go into particular spaces, they create this enclave, right? So a lot of people will always say, well, yeah, part of Hillbrow are now you know, like Lagos, because the only people you find there are Nigerians or parts of the inner city where little Addis is in Johannesburg, you know, has become an Ethiopian area and so on and so forth. And yet your work is showing just through social interactions, attending stock files, weddings, sharing of gifts, you know, all of those things that effectively, you know, home is a very relational concept that I might arrive as a migrant, but um, it's something else that makes this new place home. And a lot of that... um, you know, happens in contexts where people are hectically integrated. I mean, uh, I can tell you how many stories I know of, um, you know, uh, African ladies in South Africa who have children, you know, with Pakistani nationals and uh, what that means in effect for what people often say, well, yeah, you know, this is an enclave, people don't mix with other people and all of that. Yeah, uh, definitely. You know, uh, what I always tell people is, is, I always tell them the statement that needing guidance through the darkness of life both a migrant and a local need companionship in the other, or they seek companionship in the other. Mm. Because, you know, you can't survive in a social vacuum, right? As, 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 as a foreign national, you need a, a local sure. for you to survive in South Africa. But also as a local, as a citizen, you know, you might have your businesses, but, you know, the very same foreigners are the ones that come to buy in mm. your shops. So in that mm. way, we create mutual beneficial relations. So, yeah, 
while it's xenophobia is happening, while it's people are labeling, you know, uh, 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 Johannesburg has been colonized by, by uh, Zimbabweans or migrants, but at the end of the day, you'd see that there are a lot of relationships between and among uh, people of various nationalities, including uh, migrants and, 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 and South Africans. So my work yeah. is evolving around that, trying to show people that, no, uh, African ideas of making strangers feel at home can be mobilized to good effect, and mm. this has got a, a, a very good implication for policy interventions in spaces where xenophobia is right. Yeah. Talk to me about this because I, I you know that that comment you just made I mean you're part of a fellowship even with uh, one of these multilateral banks you know and um one of the things I find very interesting is is how little in South Africa we know of episodes of similar anti-immigrant sentiment on the continent, right? So we know very little about episodes of Ghana must go. We know very little of even instances in Southern Africa where there is an emerging politics that is anti-immigrant in some of the nations who send immigrants to South Africa. Talk talk to us about that. You know, um, it's a very controversial topic, um, but I I think it's something that we have to embrace. Mm. uh, That, you know, hostility against migrants is is, is rife in, in South Africa. Um, I, I think you can you can realize that recently there was there was Operation Gidula where you know it was uh, drive the Zimbabweans out where the document one document mm. people should just go out, but it is not always the case that you know migrants are the ones that are causing uh, all these problems that people are facing here in South Africa. Yes, I'm not saying that uh, migrants you know are, are perfect; they do not commit crime. Mm. But at the same time, it's not always the case that it's only migrants who commit crime. Anybody has the capacity to commit a crime. But you know, just pinpointing migrants as uh, only the as only the problems or, or, or as only the cause of problems that people are facing in South Africa, I think it's a little bit biased. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess just uh, I think the question is also about saying that uh, what you see here in South Africa is not unique to South Africa. I mean, we've heard instances in Zambia, I think, of uh, one of the uh, officials there saying, "Look, well, we don't want people from a particular." other southern african nation and similarly i think the you know the episode i was referring to earlier of ghana must go in west africa is showing us that these tensions do sort of pop up from time to time i mean if you go to east africa there would be of course to varying degrees but similar kinds of sentiment in particular communities mostly working class poor yeah. communities as well yeah definitely um what what you are saying is right but what, what we have seen usually when this uh, these, these things happen when these issues uh, happen. We begin to see that migrants also make a convenient scapegoat for for state failures, such that, for example, uh, in the run-up elections in 2019, a great deal of anti-immigrant sentiment was propagated by prominent uh, political figures. Mm. Even in, in 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 the USA, you'd see that during Donald uh, Donald Trump's uh, reign, you'd say that these Mexicans are the ones that are causing a lot of problems yes. here. They should go. But yes. right? you look at Ghana. You look at all those uh, areas in, 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 in West Africa. You can also look in Kenya, the refugees in, in Kenya and Uganda. Mm. You know, they are, they are being, you know, finger-pointed for uh, everyday occasion in social features. But, you know, that, that, that's not always the case. You know, sometimes migrants are an opportunity, uh, uh, not a problem. And then, I mean, when you look at your work, I guess, in the context of policy debates on migration, I mean, where, where do you see its resonance and, I guess, relevance to that? So when I look at my work, I, I think it's, it's, it's important uh, that, you know, uh, 
the government and also uh, stakeholders she should look at migrants not 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 as people that are dead at home, but they 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 should look at migrants as people who can also uh, contribute to development of of, of South Africa. Um, it's, it's very important to look at migrants and, and their contribution to South Africa, so that you know there is peace building, right? Also, I think, uh, like I said earlier on, that you know. This is for the implications for policy interventions in spaces where xenophobia is, is rife. So if we look at migrants as people who are coming in and also who are contributing to, to the economic development, I think uh, the policy intervention and, 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 and the policies that can be coined out of that can, can make a difference. And uh, I guess, Tamuka, maybe just the last one. Uh, I know we jumped straight into it. Uh, just briefly, I guess, uh, just a brief biographical sketch. I mean, your own motivations that motivated you into this type of work. I know you're working on a PhD now. And, uh, um, I mean, where to from here? Uh, I, I, I have a lot in mind. I think this is just the beginning of my work because I, I think I need to do more, publish a lot of work that's 